0: Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the Body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. We are, as you well know, we are currently studying and teaching on the importance and the value of the Word of God. In our ministry, particularly, not just in our local church, but wherever the Lord leads us to minister to people, one of our strongest values is the Word of God. We value and appreciate God's Holy Word, the written Word of God, as well as the living Word of God. Another of our values, of course, is prayer. We we believe that without prayer is not much that we can do, not much that, that God will enable us to do without fervent, continues, uh, continued and intercessory prayer. As well as fasting. Fasting and prayer go hand in hand. There are times where we are required to fast, not just pray. I do believe with all my heart there are certain things or certain places in the Spirit that we cannot go into or attain unless we add fasting to our prayer. Fasting attacks the barrier of the flesh. And as the flesh is weakened, the Spirit within us rises up, is more alert, more sensitive to the world of the Spirit around us and particularly sensitive to the Word of God and to the things the Spirit of God reveals to us. So, these are just some of our values. These are not all. At the moment, we are studying the value of the Word of God. And we did mention over and over again that God's Word is invaluable. There is no price that we can put or calculable value Uh, and a praise that we can place on the Word of God. It is through God's Word that we have been born again, the Bible says, through the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. Also, not only we have been born again by the incorruptible seed of the Word, but also we have been brought together by the Word of God, and it is the same Word that holds us up from day to day. So, we, we want to thank God for His wonderful Word that is sent into our lives. Now, <clears throat> many believers today, I'm going to pick up where I left off last week, many believers today are falling victims and prey to the enemy's devices and to the enemy's temptations. And the one single reason as to why we fall prey to these traps of the enemy is because we avoid or ignorant of the Word of God God spoke through Isaiah hundreds of years ago, giving us understanding and insight as to why God's people often uh, move into bondage to all sorts of diabolical oppressions and in Isaiah chapter five, verse thirteen, we read from the Word of God the following: Find with me, please' To Isaiah, turn Isaiah 5, verse 13. This verse of Scripture gives us understanding and revelation why sometimes many good-meaning Christians come under the influence or the bondage or the destructive forces of the evil one. God says, My people, therefore My people, have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. Now, there are many kinds of captivity today. It's not just physical captivity where one is locked in prison and is captive, but there are captivities of mental nature. There is mental captivity, emotional captivity, financial captivity, as well as spiritual captivity many are captives to all kinds of fear, trapped within fear, fear of death, fear of sickness and disease, fear of poverty and lack and many other fears, while others are in bondage to wrong thinking and wrong believing. And this this takes place when we come under these kind of influence and are dominated by the spirit of fear, the spirit of doubt, the spirit of depression, or whatever other kinds of of diabolical instruments, is because we have no revelation knowledge of the Word of God. Remember that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word. Hosea said the same thing that Isaiah said. The Spirit of God, through the prophet Hosea, said the following in chapter 4 and verse 6. Turn there with me please to Hosea chapter 4, and we're going to read verse 6 once again. We read this last week, but we're going to do that once again. And so, (coughs) let's look at it again. (coughs) Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being a priest to me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Notice what the Spirit said through the prophet, my people. This is God's people. He's talking about believers, Christians, not worldly or unbelieving people or people of the world. God says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Now, the kind of knowledge that that the prophet speaks of, it is not natural head knowledge, but revelation knowledge of the Word of God. What we do not know could easily destroy us in every sphere of our life. Our marriage can be destroyed if we lack knowledge and we lack wisdom concerning the principles that govern a happy marriage. Our finances can be destroyed if we do not possess the wisdom how to manage and govern our finances correctly. Our children could be destroyed, as well as our physical well-being. So in all of these spheres of life, God gives us His Word, God gives us His wisdom. God gives us revelation knowledge. And in order for for these areas to prosper, we have to practice or put that knowledge into use in our lives so that we may be covered and divinely protected by the Lord. Now, this lack of knowledge and lack of spiritual understanding, as I said, could have devastating effects on our life. So, Listen to what Solomon said in regards to obtaining this kind of knowledge which keeps us free from all kinds of captivity. It is the will of God that we live free. The Bible says, Whom the Son has set free, He is free indeed. It is the desire of the Lord Jesus to live in freedom in every sphere of our lives. He wants us to have financial freedom He wants us to have emotional freedom where the peace of God fills our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. God does not want to live, God does not want us to live every single day in fear, in anxiety, under the stress and the cares of this world. He wants us to be free from all those things. He wants us to climb up into another level where these things no longer have an effect of our lives. We are not made to carry stress. We are not made to be captives of fear or anxiety or doubt and any of these things. The peace of God which passes all understanding, God desires that that peace rules and reigns in our hearts from day to day regardless of what circumstances we face and regardless of the challenges that we face in life. So, in order for us to be able to live on that spiritual level, we need to to obtain the necessary wisdom and the necessary knowledge that is required. When you have the wisdom of God, you're not going to make foolish decisions that often bring us under the bondage of these things. We're going to make wise decisions. And that is what we need to be doing, every single one of us. So we go to the book of Proverbs... Turn with me there, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, and let's study and read what wise Solomon said concerning how to obtain this knowledge which is priceless. (coughs) Excuse me. I believe with all of my heart that the most expensive commodity in life in the universe is the wisdom of God and the spiritual knowledge of the Most High. Spiritual battles are fought even, even at this very moment that we sit listening to the Word of God. There is a battle going on for your soul. And the battle is that the enemy wants to keep you in the dark. He resists knowledge. The Bible says the God of this world blinds the minds of those who do not believe. Any time we do not believe or receive the Word of God and obey it, our minds get darkened. We can't see through. But obedience to the truth brings light and truth and revelation knowledge. So, why Solomon said, My son, verse 1 from chapter 2, If you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and then you will find the knowledge of God. Please notice the order of words that Solomon uses in the book of Proverbs. First of all, he says, My son, receive my words. We need to have an open heart and an open attitude towards the word of God. We need to receive the words of God. We need to embrace them. Then he says, Treasure my commands within you. In other words, we're going to have to put value on God's Word. The things that you treasure in life are the things that you value the most, is it not? Amen? The things that you treasure in your life are the things which you place the most value. And that's what God wants us to do with His words. He says, receive my words and treasure my commandments within you so that you may incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. In other words, what he's saying is that if you give priority to the Word of God in your life and you receive His words from day to day, place value on His commandments within you and treasure them, then your ears will incline to wisdom. Naturally, your ears will go in the direction of the wisdom of God, and your heart, listen to this, your heart will apply itself to understanding. This will come naturally to you. It's not something that you strive to attain. Because you received the Word and you treasured God's Word and His commandments within your heart, naturally your ears will listen or will recognize the wisdom of God when it comes to you. You will know that that is the wisdom of God. In other words, your ears will be so in tune with the Word of God... And with the voice of the Spirit, when God's wisdom comes to you, either direct from the Holy Spirit or indirect through a wise counselor or your shepherd or your pastor or those who have spiritual authority over you, you will recognize that it is the wisdom of God and you will gravitate towards it and your heart will naturally apply itself to understanding. Do you see that? God's word says, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. John the Apostle said, those that are from God hear the words of God. So, here is the reverse side of it also. If we don't receive and pay attention to the words of God, and if we don't place value on his commandments, when the wisdom of God comes to you or hits your ears, you won't recognize it. Your ears will not incline to wisdom, and your heart will not apply itself to understanding in order to live and walk in God's ways. You won't recognize the wisdom of God. That's why some people are struggling to receive the wisdom of God. They said, but I've prayed, and I've prayed, and I've prayed. Well, when I ask them, well, what did God say? They can't tell me what God said. What did the wisdom of God communicate to you? They look at me with wide eyes. They said, well, I don't know. It's not that God is not speaking. is that we are not hearing, we are not listening. Our ears have not been trained to recognize and to listen to the wisdom of God when it comes to us, all because we don't give priority to the Word of God, we do not receive His words and we do not treasure His commands within us. Amen? Because James says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to everyone without finding fault, and it shall be given him. God loves to bless us with his wisdom and his knowledge. The, The problem is not with God giving, the problem is with us receiving or recognizing that it is the wisdom of God when it comes knocking on the door of our hearts or strikes our ears. Have you ever stopped to wonder why Jesus said, Take heed what you hear? This is where we get it. I'm not talking about physical ears, I'm talking about our spiritual ears, deep down within. We have four sets of ears, uh, actually two sets of ears, one physical and one spiritual. That's why Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God says to the church today. So we see this, that it is so easy to recognize and to receive the wisdom of God if we are people who diligently study and spend time in reading, in studying and meditating the Word of God. Amen? He then goes on to say, further down, if you lift up your voice, he says, for understanding, that is prayer, lifting up our voice for understanding, means that we ask God, we lift our voice and say, Lord, I seek your wisdom today, I seek understanding how to deal with this situation in my life. And if you seek her, that is wisdom and knowledge as silver, and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Notice, then you will understand the fear of the Lord then you will find the knowledge of God. When is that? When you receive the Word, when you treasure His commandments within you, when you lift up your voice in prayer for understanding, and when you seek the wisdom and the knowledge of God, like you would seek treasures, or like you would seek precious things, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You will find it easy because you have taken the time to dig deep into the Word of God and you have searched and sought His knowledge like you would seek treasure. Wow, that's profound. Let me ask you this and let me say this. You don't find gold or diamonds or precious stones by just scratching the surface of the earth, do you? The same it is with the Word of God. Revelation knowledge, spiritual understanding and wisdom is only found by those who diligently study the Word of God for themselves. They search the Scriptures with an open mind and an open heart and apply His instructions in the everyday life. That's when we find the wisdom of God, the fear of the Lord, the knowledge of God, which will safeguard us from all of these diabolical uh, bondages and attacks of the enemy. Let me say this, the devil hates you. He, you know, he doesn't mind you being born again and all of that. That's fine, you're going into heaven. But he does mind you growing in the Lord and maturing in Christ because you become a danger to him. You threaten his kingdom. So anytime you receive the Word of God in your life, time you make a decision to be a diligent student of the Word of God, that's where the devil is going to attack you. He's going to come against you. He's going to try to dissuade you, distract you from spending time in prayer and the Word of God because He knows if He cannot stop you from doing that, you will master His works in your life. Amen. And what God is looking for nowadays is for mature people. People who have received the Word of God, they have been strengthened by the Word, They have matured in the knowledge of God and they become a threat to Satan's kingdom. Amen? Hello? Praise God. Family, listen to me. When we reject the word of the Lord and the knowledge which proceeds from His word, then God Himself, Hosea says, will reject us. You know, years ago, the Lord spoke to my heart so profoundly in trying to help me counsel and minister to His people. This is what God said to me. I want you to remember this. He said, Son, when you minister to people, when you're trying to help people, give them My Word. And if they take heed and do what My Word says, they will be helped. But if they will not listen to my word, I can't help them, and you can't help them. He said, leave them alone, until they are ready to listen and do what I have revealed in my word. You know, to us sometimes, these may seem harsh words, but they're not. God has given His Word to us. He has given His Word concerning our marriage. He has given His Word concerning relationships. He has given His Word concerning our financial freedom and welfare. He has given His Word concerning every area of our lives. And the Lord said, If they will listen to My Word and put it into practice, I will help them. I will deliver them. I will rescue them. I will heal them but if they will not receive my, my words, then He said, leave them alone. They're not ready to listen, and they're not ready to practice My words. So leave them until they're ready. Hello? So I have learned, <coughs> I have learned a great lesson that day, which I carry very close to my heart. It has helped me to minister to God's people the way God wants me to minister to them. The only way I can minister to you and strengthen you and comfort you and bless you is by giving you God's precious Word. And all you need to do is receive that Word and put it into practice in your life. Amen? Peter, I'm losing you. Can you hear me still? Hello, Peter? He has. Uh, uh, pastor, I can hear you. Okay. At the moment, I have just uh, lost you. Okay. Let's go on. Turn with me to Psalm 107, verse 19 and 20. Psalm 107, verse 19 and 20. I just want to make sure that Josh and Heather, I see their name. I'm not sure if they logged on. Josh, are you there? Yeah, we are here. All right. Did you sleep late tonight, today? No, but we've heard the whole sermon, so we're here. Okay. All right. Hi, Heather. Hi, Pastor Andreas. Thank you very much. Okay. Here, Psalm 107, verse 19 and 20. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. Notice the next verse, please. He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Who's them? Them that were in trouble, them that were distressed, them that were destroyed by the enemy. What did God do? Did He send an army? No. Did He send an angel? No. What did He send? He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. When I have received revelation concerning this verse of Scripture in the early days of my ministry, wow, it was a an explosion, a spiritual explosion in my spirit. I began to put all my teachings on tapes. Remember those days we had tapes, not CDs or DVDs, and I recorded every message that I preached in the Greek language. And these messages went all over the world into the Greek communities. So many were touched, so many were healed, so many were saved. We have testimony after testimony of people who received healing, who received salvation by the taped Word that was sent to them. You see, it is God who does it. God is the Word. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. So if you need deliverance in a certain area, if you need healing, if you need financial blessing, then you may, you, you need to go to the word of God specifically that refers and relates to your situation and stay in that word until that word stays in you. Practice it, meditate in it, quote it, read it every day, three times a day. I recall when I came to the Lord, physically, I was a sick young man. My, my physical health suffered tremendously. I would have these migraine headaches almost every second day. I recall at one time it was so bad we had to call the doctor a couple of times to give me injections because they were so severe. What I did, I went to the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation and I marked out all of the scriptures that refer to divine healing. I found about maybe 15 to 20 scriptures, and I wrote them down on a piece of paper and I learned them off by heart. And I would read and meditate on those healing scriptures morning, lunchtime, and evening. For six months, I stayed in the Word, I would quote that Word, I would meditate on that Word. And you know what? After a few months, that That evil migraine headache that tormented me all those years as a young man was broken over my life. I was free and I was delivered. Praise God for His Word. His Word always works. And the Word says, His Word was sent and He healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I recall also, I'm giving you, I'm becoming very vulnerable here because I'm sharing some things from my own experiences and from my own life. I am not just teaching and preaching something to you that I read in a book. These are some of the life experiences that I have experienced as I walked with God over over these 41 years. In the early years of our marriage, my wife and I used to quarrel a lot. We fought a lot. Man, even though I was born again, filled with the Spirit, it seemed like the flesh always had the upper hand. And you know what? Every time I went to the Lord to complain to him about my partner, he never took my side. He would always address me, and he would always correct my attitude, and he would say, what is it to do with you? You follow me. You leave your wife in my hands. And he would point me to the word of God. Husband, love your wife as Christ also loved the church. Husbands, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. First Peter chapter three, verse seven. So that your prayers may not be hindered. Over and over and over again. And I've discovered this. As we do our part, as we obey the word of the Lord that is referring to us, God will take care of the rest. And there's a beautiful scripture in the book of Corinthians that says, when your obedience is complete, God Himself will punish all disobedience in other people that surround you. You take care of your obedience. You take care of your heart. You align yourself with the Word of God. You submit to the Word of God. You obey the Word of God and leave the rest to the Lord. Amen? We cannot change people. We can only love them. And as we, as we communicate the love of God to them day in and day out, as we become patient and loving and tolerant, God begins to change the other person. We're not God. So stop trying to do the work of God. Amen. Are you out there today? Hallelujah. So when we cry out to God in our troubles and in our sorrows, what does God do? He sends His Word, either direct through His Spirit or indirect through a messenger. And through His Word, He brings healing and He brings deliverance to us if we obey that Word. Obedience is the key to the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Every promise in the Bible is conditional, and the condition is obedience. Now, sometimes I question myself, why, Lord, can't we see this? Why is it that we seek solutions and deliverance in some other way, when God plainly says it is only found in His Word? This is where the enemy blinds. It blinds our way of thinking that we cannot see that the solution, that the, that the joy of the Lord is only found in His Word. Now, the decisions we make in life, and today, having hearing this Word, and understanding where, where the Lord is coming from in addressing us concerning the value of His Word, the decisions we make will determine how close We will walk with the Lord as well as the quality of life we will have as we pursue the purposes and the plans of God for our lives. Amen. Now, I have something more that I want to share with you, but I don't want to give you so much that by the time, well, by the time we finish, you wonder, well, what did the pastor say? Where did he begin from? Now, I want to say just a little bit more. This is, of course, part 7, and I think we will conclude this series of the value of the Word of God. Let's look at another aspect concerning the value of the Word of God. And let me make this statement. How do you fellowship with God? That's that's a, that's a good question, isn't it? How do we fellowship with God? Well, to fellowship with God is to fellowship with His Word. When you fellowship around the Word of God, you fellowship with God Himself because God is the Word. To allow the Word of God to permeate and fill our hearts and our minds is to allow God Himself to occupy and to fill every our very being with His presence. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him. And without Him, John says, nothing was made that was made. Look it up in John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. These are some profound statements that are found in the Word of God. Some people, they say, well, how do I fellowship with God? Well, fellowship with His Word. Let His word fill your heart, fill your mind, meditate in His word. As you do that, you will find that you're fellowshipping with God Himself, because God is the Word. In the beginning, John chapter one, verse one through three, was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Amen. Now, the book of Colossians confirms this. John says that everything that was made, visible and invisible, anything that you can see, everything that you can touch, both in this physical world as well as the invisible world was created through the word of God. And without the word, nothing was made that was made so the word is the creator of heaven and earth visible and invisible the word is the creator of the universe the book of colossians confirms this and we read that in colossians chapter 1 verse 16 turn with me to colossians chapter 1 and verse 16 and let's read what the Spirit says through the Apostle Paul here. Colossians 1.16 For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through Him and for Him. I'm getting somewhere, so bear with me. I'm giving you a bit more scripture, but I'm heading somewhere. You will understand why I'm giving you these scriptures. Now go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, and we will see once again the confirmation of what Paul said in the book of Colossians and what John said in his letter. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, the Bible says, every word will be established. So, I've given you two scriptures and we're going to the third one now. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, from the New King James Version. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So here we are. We understand. How do we understand this? By faith, that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. The worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. He doesn't say that the things which are seen are made of nothing. He says simply that the things which we see we made of were made of things which cannot be seen. That is the Word of God, of course. Now, let me make this statement, please, and I want you to hear it with your heart, not just with your physical ears. Just as God framed the worlds, both visible and invisible through His Word, we can also frame our world using words. Did you get that? Just as God framed the worlds, both visible and invisible through His Word, we can also frame our world with words. What do I mean by that? The Bible says that we are created in God's image and in His likeness. Is that correct? So just as God our Heavenly Father is a creator, even so we are mini-creators. We create our own world by using our faith and our words. We can create around us a world of abundance or a world of lack and poverty and strife by the words we believe in our heart and say with our mouths. Your words carry tremendous power either for edifying and building up or for tearing down and destroying. Are you there? We can create a world that is filled with strife and conflict and jealousy or a world that is filled with the peace of God and with the love of God with the very words that we speak. Do you believe that? Amen. Proverbs chapter eighteen verse twenty and twenty one. Turn with me to Proverbs 20, 18 Proverbs chapter eighteen verse twenty and twenty one. Why Solomon said the following. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. What do, what do our lips produce? Words. Words. The product of our lips are words. So the Bible says that your stomach or your life will be satisfied from the fruit of your mouth. (laughs) Wow, that's that's profound, folks. That's a revelation and a half. From the produce of your lips, in other words, from the words that you speak, you shall be filled. So what do we speak? What kind of words do we release into our world or the our atmosphere, the atmosphere that we live and work and walk and fellowship? What kind of words do you release in your house, church, about the people you fellowship with, about the atmosphere you come into? These are serious matters, folks. Now, verse 21 of the same chapter says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. We are still speaking about the value of the Word of God and the value of the words we speak Amen. Have you heard the saying sticks and stones may hurt my bones but words will never hurt me? You heard that? That is a lie from the pit of hell. Words can hurt and damage a soul beyond repair unless the Lord intervenes and restores that soul. Amen. And all of us, we have spoken words at times in anger, in frustration, when we stressed that we've regretted afterwards. You see, once those words leave your mouth, you can't take them back. They're gone. They're into the atmosphere. Words never die. Words are filled with spiritual life or spiritual death. They are out there. And unless we repent of the words we have spoken that do not edify, we will reap the harvest of the words we have spoken. That's why the Bible says, judge not that you may not be judged. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Amen? Now, if God builds and encourages us and comforts us and strengthens us through His words, we can also do the same through our words. In fact, Jesus said we can move mountains by speaking words of faith. That's what he said in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 23. Jesus said, whosoever shall say... What do we say? Words. Say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea... And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith. What are the things that we say? Words. Believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. He shall have whatever you say. When will you have it? After you say it. Not before you say it. Some of you are afraid to say that you are healed. Some of you are afraid and you are in doubt to say that I am blessed. Why? Because you're looking at the natural circumstances. Speak over your marriage. Speak over your children. Words of life, words of blessing, words of encouragement, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Because your words carry tremendous power, both in the natural and in the invisible world of the Spirit. Amen. I have often, so often, strengthened myself in the Lord by speaking to myself the Word of God. Often, when when I'm down, when I'm discouraged, I would say to myself, from Isaiah 41, Andrea, do not fear, for the Lord is with you. Do not be dismayed, For the Lord walks with you, and He strengthens you, and He comforts you, and He helps you, and He guides you. I would say to my soul, My soul, bless the Lord, and all that is within me, bless His holy name, and forget not all His benefits. I would speak the word of the Lord to myself in order to encourage myself in the Lord. You know, you may be caught in a situation where there's no one around to encourage you. What happens then? You have the word of the Lord. Speak the word of God to yourself. Often I have calmed myself in the Lord by reminding my soul what God promised me. Listen to, as we close, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. Proverbs 16 verse 24 says, pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Let me close the window. This dog's next door. They, uh, I may just speak some words of faith. Spoil my recordings. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Amen? Folks, your words carry tremendous power. Watch what comes out your mouth. James says the one who is able to control his tongue... He is able to control his whole body and his whole self. He also says that the tongue is the smallest of all the members in our body, yet the tongue can cause more harm than any other member in our body. Amen? We are speaking about the value of the Word of God. As well as the value of our words. Take the words of God and make them your words. And speak them. And speak life to your work. Speak life to your body. Speak life to your children. Speak life to your marriage. Amen. And trust the Lord to bring that word to pass in your life. We gotta, folks, we gotta give God something to work with. And what is God looking for? He is looking for His Word. He says, I will watch over my Word to perform it. Amen? Praise the Lord. All right. Praise God. There is someone on the webinar, which I don't have a name yet. Hello? Anyone who has joined us for the first time? Okay, I can't hear anything. Well, I trust that you've received something today, and the Word of the Lord has ministered to your heart, to your soul. And let's close in prayer as we close our session. This is part seven of the value of the Word of God. And we will conclude, finally, this session or this um, teaching series on the value of the Word of God. Father, we thank you for your precious Word. Hello? 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 I just heard someone speaking. Okay. All right, let's conclude in prayer, please. Father, we thank you We thank you for your precious word today. We thank you for the things that we've learned. And we thank you for the revelation you've given us through the ministry of the word. Thank you that you did send your word and healed us and delivered us from our destructions. You have given your word concerning every area of our lives and your word is filled with life, Lord. Father, open up our minds and our beings and our hearts to see the value, to see the preciousness of your word, so that we may devote ourselves to the study of your word, to meditating your word, to hide the word within our hearts and to put it in practice in our daily walk with you, Lord. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you that you have sent the teacher of all teachers, to guide us and to lead us into all truth. You have given us all that we would ever need, all that we would ever require to live blessed lives, to live successful lives, to be witnesses for Jesus Christ on this earth. We thank you for every house church, every member of the house church. And Father, I pray your blessing of divine protection upon each one of them, Until we meet again, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.